Welcome back to the Crimson Forest. Episode 40. The Goats. After Wooden Wolf's storytelling, a silence hangs among the orphans and the one-legged warrior. At long last, Hazel breaks the silence. We should be getting back to Cobbler's Gulch. Wolf agrees, and they march on, leaving the quicksand in their wake, and coming upon the petrified warlock, Xander Klimt. Lump gestures to the stone-faced villain. Well, at least now we know who scared him. Yeah, but we don't be knowing how. Aye, there be the real knowing. And how did you petrify him? Luck. That, uh, that be the only way of bething this manner of wickedness? I've heard others. One is impossible. It requires driving the horn of a unicorn into the heart of the wickedness. Why is that impossible? Any of you ever seen a unicorn wrangled? Me neither. How do you know it'll petrify wickedness if the one blooming thing you need is impossible to get? Don't know. Just telling you what I heard and how the stories go. And another story goes that you can destroy wickedness with a witch's hammer. Are those impossible to get too? I bet they are. I just bet they are. Zip's nerves are a mess with all this talk about wickedness. And he turns into a wet lamb. (laughs) Hazel gives him a pat on the head, and in two shakes of his own tail, he turns back to himself. No. The witch's hammer isn't impossible to get, but it's no summer sale. The hammer's made from goblin bones. And the only place to get goblin bones is the goblin catacombs. The goblin catacombs. Only Riddle Hope Hall is harder to get into. Neither Hazel nor the other orphans say a word, as this thought registers with each of them. But they're all thinking the same thing. How lucky they are to have brushed up against wickedness so hard to defeat and still walked away from it intact. Up to this point in their lives... They've all felt mostly fear or shame. But right now, they swell with pluck and pride for having survived such an ordeal. The pluck and the pride will wane, however, when they remind themselves, as they're certain to do, that Gretchen Hexenkopf is not defeated. Even lowly, not-quite-mature witches like her do not practice forgiving and forgetting. This reminder will invite the fear back in and eventually the shame especially when they further realize that they're the ones who've effectively kicked the witch's cauldron, which is high on the list of things never to do, much higher than kicking hornets' nests, speaking ill of the dead, troubling trouble, and even putting off until tomorrow what can be done today. But still, the pluck and pride is there, and the orphans feel all the better for it. They come to the edge of the Crimson Forest, marked by the gushing roar of the River of No Return. They crossed the bridge of the spinning woman, delighted to find the spinning woman hard at work, making good use of the hair and locks and whiskers they had left her. Her newest contributions are easy to see as the colors pop against the uniformity of color that had come before. 
All of her latest work has gone into a riddling rhyme, as of yet unfinished, a rough draft. It goes like this. Phonus Balonus Rani Gazoom. Shadows of darkness, danger, and gloom cannot be cast within this... Without this what? Within this what? Oz's question about the end of the rhyme goes unanswered. The muse is with the spinning woman, and so involved is she in her work that she doesn't even seem to notice Hazel, or any of the orphans, or even Wooden Wolf. Pay her no mind. She's been as mad as a sneezy dragon ever since Rollo Riddlehope died and broke her heart. Hazel reassures the spinning woman that she'll bring her more hair next month, but the spinning woman just continues going about her work. Everyone crosses to the other side of the bridge, save Oz, who can't stop trying to figure out the rest of the verse. When he realizes he's been left behind, he scurries across to catch up. And that's when they see all the goats. Goats upon goats, and more goats after that, fill the now empty field of lilt blossoms just past the archway that leads to the bridge of the spinning woman. Every type of nanny and billy imaginable. Bilberries, toggenbergs, hongtongs, kinders, arapawas, kilos, blackjacks, urzaburge, and a host of other breeds, all of them, curiously, with round pupils. Look at all these goats. Look at them, all these goats. Aye, that scurvy witch has been doing back-breaking labour. You, you don't suppose these are all folks from Cobbler's Gulch, do you? Oh, who else would they be? I don't know. Could be a goat infestation. Uh-huh. And how many goat infestations have you heard of, lad? Um, just, uh, just this one. And wouldn't it be quite the coincidence if Cobbler's Gulch got its first ever Goat infestation. At the time, our local witch had been turning folks into goats. Don't get snippy with me, brother. I'm just looking for the break in the clouds. No, you're just blathering like you always do. Wooden Wolf steps between them. You two can keep jawing at each other, or we can just walk into town and see how cloudy it really is. The orphans agree, and they all follow Wooden Wolf, winding their ways through the throngs of Billy and Nanny Goats. Elwood looks over his shoulder, realizing that Hazel isn't following. He walks back to fetch her. Hazel? Startled, she rubs both of her eyes, wiping away the beginnings of the sorrow that are finally taking hold. Elwood's wings slope down low, anticipating and empathizing with Hazel's obvious sadness. Are you alright? My parents. They could still be out there somewhere, couldn't they? Maybe wandering around as ghosts. I suppose they could. The words light up Hazel's face just so. Elwood notices the hope. Y- yes, of, of, of course they could. Of course. And then, as quickly as the light came into Hazel's face, it goes out. But I suppose they wouldn't make very good parents, being ghosts and all. <laughs> Couldn't be much worse than Madame Drax. Hazel smiles, and Elwood sees that he cut her sadness and feels a twinge, a tingle in his wings that he's never felt before. What's wrong? Nothing. I I don't know. You look... What? Like... What? I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then I definitely don't know. She smiles again, even stifling a laugh, and Elwood feels that tingle again. Come on. Let's get back to the orphanage. And so they head back to the orphanage. Only, it's no longer the orphanage as they remember. 
not by a long shot. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch. The new denizens of the Cobbler's Gulch Orphanage for boys and girls. In the meantime, know that sometimes places change, and other times it's you that changes. Neither is necessarily good or bad, but knowing the difference between those two can be more helpful than you might imagine.